Board gaming is a very social hobby, more so than a lot of others. You're sitting down around a table and engaging together in one specific thing. But what do you do if you love the aspect of gaming and really want to join in, but you have crippling social anxiety? It's this type of dichotomy I want to talk about in this week's Gamecasters Adjacent. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and nooks, and games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. I've been lucky that I find myself in the unique position of being someone who is admittedly pretty introverted, all things considered, but who also doesn't find trouble in most social situations. I think my body employs a fake it to make it sort of response and almost works on autopilot. I'm not necessarily calm and relaxed, but instead I'd say a fight response fueled by adrenaline is engaged, and that adrenaline gets me through. That said, I feel as though I'm also in a unique position, as I very much understand that this is not the response that most people with stress or social anxiety experience. And so it's these people who I want to address. Anxiety, a feeling of fear, dread, or uneasiness which might cause you to sweat, feel restless, and tense, is one of the worst things to experience in life. It's incredibly common and happens usually as a result of stress. Board games to a lot of people are stress relievers. I for one like to play board games as an escape from the rough and tumble daily grind that can often be depressing and scary. Another big reason I enjoy gaming is that it can really bring a group of people together in the best way. But what if you desperately crave this, but also suffer from anxiety relating to being around people? Imagine you want nothing more than to play games and experience the fun and amusement that you see so many people on social media experiencing, but you can't because of the social aspect tied directly to gaming. You both crave and fear it, and that fear causes you to lock up, and that craving causes you to pine, and now it's just all bad. It's you folks who I'm specifically talking to in this episode. I want nothing more than to help you find ways to get past that fear, that dread, that uneasiness. If you can relate to this, then please listen on, as hopefully what you hear in this episode will help you in some way. As I don't suffer from this particular level of anxiety personally, I didn't feel it was best for me to opine on what I thought people who did feel this should do, no matter how close I feel to you. So I went out and I asked people who do experience this sort of anxiety for their stories and their techniques to help battle this. What works for them? And here's what I found out. So I talked to about a dozen people who were all very gracious and excited to pass on their knowledge and their tips and techniques to help people just like them. The main thing I found was that they were all mostly the same which is the first thing I wanted to share. I truly believe there are more people out there who are like you than not. I asked one person who unfortunately hasn't been able to get over that hump just yet herself, what it was exactly that was locking her up. What were the rational or irrational fears that were causing this anxiety for her? What she had to say was something I think everyone needs to hear who deals with this because it's extremely relatable. She said, the main reason I haven't gone through with it is fear of making an ass of myself. What if they play a game I don't know and despite their explanation, I don't get it? What if I ask her to do something wrong? What if I bring a game and I can't explain it right or I forget a key rule? What if I bring a game I really enjoy but they all think it's lame? It's like reliving gym class all over again and wanting desperately not to be called on last or Lord help me if I make a mistake. Another person choosing to remain anonymous said something similar. I doubt everything I do. Same when I meet new gamers. I try to be outgoing, but I flog myself mentally for days about a minor comment or an odd look. I overdo it. I tend to open up too much. Wow, right? How relatable is that? I don't think I'm speculating when I say that we've all felt these exact things. 
The difference seems to be letting these fears control how we act. Now, this is easier said than done and reminds me of a paradox called Buridan's donkey. It's a hypothetical situation where a donkey is placed equal distance between food and water and is equal parts hungry and thirsty. The paradox supposes that the donkey will move to whichever is closer, but since they are equidistant, the donkey dies of both hunger and thirst as it cannot make a rational decision between the food or the water. I think a lot of people suffer from this kind of paradox, which causes indecision and paralysis. I want nothing more than to go to a convention, but I'm also equally terrified of what could be. So I end up doing nothing. So how can we help you? How can we help our poor friends who gave us the examples above? Here are some tips and tricks from people who currently experience all the things said above and have found ways to get through. The most common response I got from people experiencing this type of social anxiety around conventions or game nights was safety in numbers. Bring a friend, find a buddy, someone you can have by your side to remove that isolating feeling. Personally, I'm much more confident and open when I'm with my people than when I'm alone. It's just human nature, I think. So this is really a good one. Now, not all people have someone they can bring. And so this is not a perfect solution by any means, but maybe think of this one before venturing out on your own. One person said, I like to know how many people are going to be there if that's possible. And if I will know anyone, if I don't, I usually try to make sure I know some or all of the game we're playing. The most intimidating thing is people who might get nasty and then you just absolutely get demolished. Another person said, I do a lot of positive self-talk before the game night. I research the game if I know what we're playing, and I go in pretty honestly and say things such as, I'm worried this might be pretty heavy for me, but I'm going to try my best. And people have really been cool and kind with me. Another person echoed this and said, I also sometimes simply share with people that I have anxiety, which takes a lot, admittedly, but if I do share, I tend to always feel better because people are way more understanding than you might think. It's just tough to take that initial plunge. Someone else said, it's good to remind yourself that honestly, no one cares. You're probably not caring or thinking about others, and it's the exact same for you. It's helpful to know that most people just want to have fun and are more than happy to help someone else out rather than making them feel stupid or realizing your worst fears. Starting with a cooperative game and bringing a friend with me would help me calm down instantly. Now, I find this to be really great advice and something that's difficult to believe. It's the whole, they're more scared of you than you are of them thing, right? But it's so true. Most people are just as worried about looking stupid as you are. So you likely have much more in common with them than someone who would call you out for that stupid thing that you think you did. I tell this specific thing to my daughter all the time who suffers from extreme anxiety and worry. I tell her, I say, Lexi, okay, on a piece of paper, draw a giant circle. Inside that circle is everything you're worried about, rational or irrational. People making fun of you, you looking stupid, people being mean, missing rules, your pants falling down in front of strangers, people pointing and laughing, all of that. Then inside that circle, draw another circle about a third of the size. Now this circle is the things that actually could happen. And then inside that circle, draw another circle about a 20th of the size inside of that one. This circle is the things that will happen. You'll simply find that 99% of the things you worry about simply don't come true. Now that's a lot easier said than done, I know. But if you remember this after you do something scary, you might feel better the next time. Someone else says, us people with anxiety all have our tics. I like to count on my fingertips when I feel overwhelmed. I also love smoking pot beforehand to relax me. Someone else says, this topic is heavily influenced by me having ASD and ADHD, which basically means I'm at least somewhat anxious 24-7 no matter the situation. Gaming now is one of the few occasions which allows me to relax and unwind for a bit. There's two major points of emphasis, though, which help me feel more comfortable, both at the gaming table and in general. The first one is pretty situational and might not be possible for many folks, especially when looking for a new group or something like that. But it's having some kind of a routine. 
In gaming, this involves knowing the place, knowing the people, knowing which games will be played, and just having an environment in which I feel safe and comfortable. I'm very lucky in this regard because most of my gaming happens in a small, tight-knit group of close friends at someone's home. That's definitely not possible for everyone, though, and really circumstantial. The second thing, though, and one that's applicable to pretty much every other situation, is communication. Just getting it out of the way and being open and honest about being anxious or uncomfortable in certain situations. It's okay to feel that way, and it's a good thing to talk about it. Sometimes just briefly mentioning it lifts a ton of weight off my shoulders and instantly helps me calm down. Also, others are only able to be more mindful and help you make things more comfortable if they're aware of the situation. And letting people know about things that specifically makes me uncomfortable or help me relax a bit, like low-key music in the background, goes a long way too. Someone else says, there's a couple of ways I try to ease my anxiety before gaming. One of those things is to have a relaxed environment. I'm 10,000% most comfortable gaming at our own home. Most of our friends are not gamers, quote unquote. We're in control of the environment, cleanliness, the kids before they lay down, preparing the game choices, etc. Another thing I do is try to be prepared with the games ahead of time, learning the games in preparation to teach. That way we don't look like idiots when it comes to introducing. Another says, so generally my anxiety is almost purely from anticipation or lead up to events, social stuff, travel, whatever, which I'm going to call situational anxiety. I guess that's basically just a broad description of anxiety in general. The problem though, is that largely insignificant events felt significant. So everything felt situationally anxious. I also had a lot of trouble sleeping. To cope, I just avoided all that stuff as much as possible. Became an introvert, didn't travel, hated meetings and social stuff. Not a practical coping mechanism. So I tried lots of breathing exercises, which also didn't get very far. So then I took a deep dive into a whole bunch of self-help content to train myself to sprint forward when everything else in you is saying run. Here's a few. Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Virtually any of Zig Ziglar's audio recordings, which are a bit out of touch these days. And Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. She's very active on Instagram and other stuff still. The Five Second Rule is probably the best I've found. Whenever you hesitate, train yourself to count down from five to go. And then you just have to barge forward. Read her book or listen to her audiobook because she explains it much better. But it's a great tool for situational anxiety to help you just jump over that ledge and being okay with taking risks and just doing, going, in a way that it seems normal people can do. For non-situational anxiety or general anxiety, it took me 35 years to finally try prescription drugs, including stuff generally used for depression. I used ashwagandha for a long time, which is just a natural drug, and that works for very light reduction in anxiety anxiety, but eventually I tried Lexapro and Zoloft and had no effect. They both really just made me fall asleep midday. But ultimately, I landed on amitriptyline, which honestly just takes so much of my general anxiety away. It lowers that sort of constant buzz of overthinking about tiny problems or make-believing confrontations or wondering what others will think, and it helps lower the barrier of just going and doing things. I can combo amitriptyline with the five second rule to plow through these really intense things. Really what I want to stress though is that it took three months of trying medications, talking to a doctor five to six times during those months, and being open and honest with the doctor about what's working and what isn't. If you want to experience a change, you've got to be willing to get it wrong first before you find a magic pill or technique. And I understand the irony here. Anxiety is what makes it so hard to talk to a doctor in the first place. So if you have to, take your spouse or significant other if that helps. What I love about this one is the normalization for talking about this. We all want to make this hobby as inclusive as possible, and if there's anything we can do to accommodate the large quantity of people who are avoiding board gaming simply because of some possibly irrational fear and anxiety, we ought to. And it begins with talking about it and being aware. 
So in the next section, I also asked the same group of people what folks who didn't suffer from social anxiety can do to help them feel more comfortable and relaxed and open up. These are things to incorporate into any situation where you're around a new gamer. You never know what a person is thinking or feeling despite how they're acting outwardly. So take these to heart. The first person says, I think if you're welcoming someone into a group who has anxiety and you don't, please don't kick their ass in a game. Play something a bit easier for all with an even playing field. Also, think about what food and drinks they may like, which can help to feel familiar and make them relax a bit. Someone else says, the best thing for people with anxiety is patience, kindness, and understanding. I'm also a sucker, for sure, for reassurance. Let them know they're doing fine. Lots of little updates. I've also found that some super anxious people have trouble with loud, sudden noises, so a relaxing atmosphere can go a long way to making people feel comfortable. Another person says, small talk is essential, I feel, as it opens people up and allows for them to be a bit more comfortable when things feel overwhelming. Along with small talk, I feel being positive is key. It's really easy for people with anxiety to feel out of place. So being positive and encouraging, I find, is really important. Another person says, I know there are different kinds of anxiety in gaming. Introducing games often to non-gamers, I find the most common sources of anxiety are feeling uncomfortable in a mixed group setting or not feeling confident in learning the game. So we try to pick games that will jive well with the people there. If I know my friend X gets freaked out with Euros, we introduce them slowly and with a lot of hand-holding and encouraging. The best thing is at the end, someone saying, I didn't get it at first, I was nervous, but after playing, I really enjoyed it. I think I'll do better next time. I've only threw a board game party with 25 plus people one time. And the biggest thing to making people comfortable who otherwise wouldn't be was meeting them where they are and having a lot of gaming choices. Starting off with light, fun party games, etc. Some people stay there and that's okay. I just want people to have fun, not feel like it's going to be a chore to come over. And absolutely no judgments when they struggle with getting the rules. Trying to make it as welcoming and as easygoing as possible. Also reading the room. Sometimes there's anxiety associated with feeling stuck. I remember going to a game night at someone's house, and even though half the party wasn't engaged, the host insisted on continuing to play this game. I remember us feeling anxious that we were there, but didn't want to be, even though we did want to be with that group of friends. But the feeling of being stuck is awful. So being aware of how the group is feeling, or even certain individuals, is very, very important. Someone else says, just generally being mindful, respectful, considerate, kind, and helpful. Like, just be a decent human being. <laughs> I also don't want to be a distraction, and people shouldn't be focusing so much on my well-being that their own gaming enjoyment has to suffer. But just be friendly and maybe a bit more attentive. That's all I can really ask for you. So like I said before, I don't struggle in the same way a lot of people do with social anxiety as my brain has just found some way to auto cope on the fly with these situations in a, in a way that I can have fun and store the anxiety away. But I'm so happy to hear of all of these people coming forward to share their thoughts and experiences and techniques. If even one person listens to this and decides they want to finally take that plunge, then it will have been worth it. I think it's really important to note that a lot of people going through something like this oftentimes don't appear as though they're in any distress. And so it's a good idea to be constantly mindful of how your actions may be affecting them. As always, please head on over to the Discord and let me know your thoughts. You can also email me at thegamecasterspodcast at gmail.com or slide into my Insta DMs to share your own thoughts and experiences with social anxiety that way. I'd love to know what I can do in a passive situation to help alleviate the stress for someone who may be experiencing potential bouts of crippling social anxiety. I'd like to thank all the brave people who stepped forward to contribute to this episode, and I want to name them now. They are Kate from the account Oreos Are Life 11, Emily from Date Night Dice, Natalie from the Gamecasters, Rich from the account Rich Plays Board Games, 
Sam, Miss French Toast, Peter, Nuclear Knight 83, Jurgen, The Swoozle, Ken from the account Pizza That Is Too Hot to Eat, Amanda, The Main Street Meeple, and all the other folks wishing to remain anonymous. Very much appreciated. Thank you so much. And until next time, my name is Ryan, and you've been listening to The Gamecasters. See you next time. (laughs) 